Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. What if virtual reality revolutionizes how we learn and connect? The AR-VR boom is here. I mean, Mark Zuckerberg basically renamed Facebook to Meta because of this. And Abel James is going to be with me today to examine the mind-blowing potential along with the serious pitfalls of this technology. We discuss how these exciting tools can expand human potential through immersive environments that are far beyond anything you're going to see on a flat screen. But because of the immersive nature, this has a chance to reshape how we communicate and it could reshape our children's minds like anything we've seen before. So I'm thankful to have Abel on the show to talk about this as he's created hundreds of virtual reality experiences in nature. He's used this in a very positive way. So this is a fascinating conversation that you're going to want to dial into. So let's get right to it. Let's lean in and learn from the best. Let's talk about the future of health and fitness. And one of the things that's bubbling up now from Meta, from Apple, is virtual reality. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this? Virtual reality has been something that's fascinated me pretty much since the first time I heard about it as a kid, actually, because it's been around for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And now we see it popping up in popular culture, as well as the advent of these new ways of kind of like using VR and augmented reality over the past few years, Oculus, Meta, HTC Vive, and all the rest of these, they've really come a long way in the past few years. But what I haven't seen is the utility really be there, at least for the common person, to use it for good in their own lives. That's coming soon, though. And we need to learn how to use virtual reality for the good stuff, like education, presence, improving our performance, improving our mood states, meditating, and, and the rest of that, before we just get too carried away with horror-based experiences, violence, strange sexual things, which could become addiction. Like a lot of people are dealing with addiction enough already. Looking into a smartphone is not really advanced technology. From a physiological standpoint, looking down here and trying to learn everything or drive your own habits that way, it's already super addictive. When we put the headset on, it's completely different. You start to have dreams about your virtual reality experiences. So if you're doing a bunch of horror experiences or you're shooting people in virtual reality and you see the blood come out, it's doing something to you physiologically. It's doing something to your, your mental health. And so it's really important that we harness the goodness. And have you experienced putting on the goggles and doing a few things? Yeah. So a friend of mine had me over at his house and he's like, Hey, this is like 18 months ago. I'd never done it before. And he's like, I want you to put these headset on and you're going to like walk this plank right outside of a building. I was like, I knew what reality was, but I hate heights like that. Yeah. And I like barely did it. And then he pushed me and I like fell, you know, of course, then unfortunately I got a sad story. Uh, I was doing the boxing game, right? And I was, they, they like sequestered me so I could be by myself and I'm boxing, right? Which is fun. My little son like runs in front of me and I punched to the side of the what? head. It was awful. It was so sad. Oh, no. And, uh, you know, I'm like, he didn't, you know, I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't see you. You know, like you see these like 
reels of people breaking glass and stuff. So I think there is like a safety component definitely with these things, but it was so immersive and so real. I was having to tell my brain, this is not real. So I can imagine if you're immersing yourself in an environment that's depraved, Mm -hmm. how much more damage that's going to do than looking at something on a flat screen. Yeah. And it desensitizes you to things that are kind of aberrations in some ways, like you were referencing there. Now, this can be used in training, and it has been in the military, um, right. in the NFL. They've been using virtual reality for many years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you experienced this. You probably did, but I did a whole bunch of boxing experiences in VR. And as soon as that guy comes up to you, even though it's totally a video game, it's not a real person, my heart rate jumped like crazy. I started feeling weird. And really reflexively, my reflexes were kicking in as if there were a dude in my face about to punch me. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you don't experience that on certainly not a cell phone, not on a computer, not even on the biggest gaming system that you might have with giant screen or you're playing on a projector. It's not the same. Did you see the Lex Friedman? Was it Mark Zuckerberg and Lex Friedman? Zuckerberg. Yeah, I mean, Lex is having a hard time keeping it together he's like Mm -hmm. this like they're doing an interview so imagine you and me doing an interview we put our vr headsets on and it's like we're in the same room Mm -hmm. i can see why zuckerberg really over indexed and renamed facebook meta because he's thinking this is how it's gonna be and it may be like future state and there's a lot of good for that imagine like you want to do an interview with a candidate you could just save a bunch of money save a bunch of time and you could put your headsets on and you're in the same room or somebody that's suffering from Like they're really in a depressed state and you could go to a beautiful place on the world and maybe sit down with a counselor and have a discussion and you feel like you're near the ocean. And these could be like life changing, but just like everything else, there needs to be some discipline around it because it could really wreck lives. Yeah. It's almost like extremely concentrated experience, even more concentrated than an experience in in real life because anything is possible. So. If you spend 10 minutes in VR and you're in a forest, I've done a few voiceover meditation experiences and created them in VR. And it can be very, very useful for taking you out of a stressful day in the form of some escape where you feel like you're in nature, or at least you can kind of trick your physiology and your body and subconscious into feeling like you're there. That can be an extremely useful and powerful way for people to heal who wouldn't otherwise have access to going out in nature. Another thing that is incredible is that the ability for people to feel like they're in a place learning something from a person with the state of presence that virtual reality or augmented reality provides opens up the world of education to everyone, or at least it should. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if you're in Africa, Asia, South America, the US, it doesn't matter if you're in a city, you can feel like you're at Yellowstone. Or some of the other experiences that I really enjoyed creating was I went to my brother's farm in upstate New York and had him explain what was going on with the soil biology and going up close to the beehive where you could see the bees just flying all around your head when you put the headset on and kind of experience that again. If you want to learn, this is going to be an incredible way to do so from anywhere. And I haven't seen many people really take advantage of this yet. Right now, it's kind of Zuckerberg is just like, here, me, give me, I'll take all of this. And to me, it seems like 
he and a few others have really squandered the opportunities in the past few years, especially over the pandemic, when many people could have been educating themselves, building skills, but instead they were just riding on roller coasters and like shooting people or whatever the other silliness is in VR. But if you want to train, if you want to get good at boxing, that'll be difficult to do on a phone, on a computer, or in a video game. In VR, you can easily see how, yeah, it's not as good as actually boxing, but it's pretty dang close and it's getting closer. And the way that the NFL has been using this and other pro athletes is <laughs> if you're playing a video game, then yeah, maybe you can start to learn the plays or whatever outside of VR. Maybe you can learn the plays and try to memorize things and see what's going on. But when you see a linebacker coming at you from the left and he's about to take you down, it feels just as real as if you were actually there. So the, it raises the stakes, that that sense of presence raises the stakes so that we learn faster, we learn better. So make sure you're you're learning the right things. When I was in the NFL, we would use um, games are tracked using what's called Zebra technology. And Zebra uses um, RFI. And you could get XY coordinates on the field. And so then what there was some groups that started doing is, is they were using augmented reality. And most importantly is like you could go back and watch the game from your position yeah so i first tested this out i don't know it was like 2017 or something this we're in a hotel room at the at the combine in indianapolis this guy's like let me show you what's going on he puts his headset on i'm the center where's the mike linebacker and i'm like mike right he's like perfect what's the defense i'm like it's a four three da, da. and what you can do is is you can start training pattern recognition really fast from your position. So you're like ground level view. Imagine what this could do for kids, what it could do. I mean, just job training. I can see why VCs are like investing in some of these companies and pouring a lot of money in them because it is the future of education. I'm excited about hopping on a podcast with you one day and being able to sit like in a room and have a real conversation that's just recorded. Totally cool. The ability also to make experiences last a lot longer than they do in real life and re-experience them over time makes me feel like, for example, I thought that I was, when I recorded a bunch of experiences, I did virtual tours at national parks and state parks and nature areas and farms and that sort of stuff, did hundreds and hundreds of those. And I thought I was capturing the location when I did that. But especially after the pandemic happened and everyone started putting on masks and acting differently, or there were more or fewer people in a particular location, I realized that I was actually capturing a time, mm. a location and a time. And that is extremely powerful because everything is unique. But if you find that safe space or that space that you really enjoy, whether it's a location or a time or experience, similar to talking about music, you find that track that you like, it can put you into the brain state that you want to be in. And the ability of virtual reality to take more and more of your senses and give you that presence will only accelerate this for better or worse. And so people were talking about, and still are, talking about the negative aspects of playing video games, especially violent ones. And, you know, people go back and forth about how damaging that might be. But the stakes are so much higher with VR and AR that we need to get a hold of this pretty quick Otherwise, it's going to start doing damage before we even realize what's going on, especially to young, tender, developing minds. And so we really need to see a lot more leadership in terms of using VR and AR as platforms for education, for driving humanity forward, instead of just being another distraction with all sorts of whiz-bang 
corporate buy this or have this silly experience or look at this. It's super scary. That's fun. And I'm not saying get rid of all of that, but let's focus a little bit more on how we can improve humanity through these incredible technologies because it really doesn't have to be dystopian. I'm sure in some circles it always will be. And it's part of the light and dark thing. You can't have one without the other. But let's focus on the light because this is an incredible technology that allows people to travel to places that they probably could never go to because they live somewhere else or they can't afford it or they wouldn't be able to get that intimately close with the sense of presence with other pro athletes or boxers or farmers or whatever it is. This is a fantastic technology that provides so much promise if we use it the right way. So let's all do that. Whoever's listening to this, let's focus there because it's tempting to just do all the silly stuff and get carried away with a lot of stuff that's distraction, baking in things that we don't want in our consciousness. Because like I said, the sense of presence that you get and the fact that your mind is honed in and focused in a unique way affects us so much differently than smartphones and modern technology, which modern technology tends to distract us and kind of scatter our attention. VR focuses it maybe even more than most people experience in, in regular life because there's so much more going on or there's the opportunity for so much more to be going on that if you're concentrating education into that 10 minutes that you're in VR, then you can learn faster, you can perform better, and you can be a better person. But if you're just kind of using it for, or if it's being used against you to make you more addicted or make you want to buy more products or this product or that product, then unfortunately, it's going to be backfiring on a lot of the people who are early adopters. Absolutely. Abel, I think if anybody's been listening to these several episodes with you, they can tell that you are a deep thinker, that you are highly skilled at what know you one, do. <laughs> well, I've been impressed listening to your show, having been on your show, and then having, I don't know, there's some people that you can just really tell do their homework and are very thoughtful about their approach to health and wellness. And that's what I really appreciate about you. If people want to learn more about you check out your podcast, where would you direct them? Thanks for asking. And thanks for having me on, Eric. I would say um, Abel James, A-B-E-L James.com is where you can find a lot of the virtual reality adventures, some of the music stuff and presentations there. The podcast as well comes up under Abel James. And for many, many years, it's been called Fat Burning Man. I'm tinkering with the idea of just calling it the show and, and making it a little bit less domain specific, because like you said, it, it's fun to kind of talk about all sorts of different things. But yes, of course, there's the podcast Abel James or, or Fat Burning Man. And then I'm not super active on social media, but mm -hmm. there's definitely a lot of conversations that you can find if you look up Abel James. And I would encourage anyone who en enjoys listening to this show to check out your interview on my podcast because I really enjoyed that one myself personally. And I hope we do another one again soon. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. Thank you. If you enjoyed this series with Abel James, do me a favor, take a picture of the podcast cover art and share it on whichever social media platform that you enjoy using. Tag us and ask us a question as this is one of the best ways that you can help us grow the show and impact other people. Thanks again for listening. And I'll catch you on the next episode.